0: This is Other Voices. We're listening to varied views from local people who might otherwise not be heard. I'm Melissa Hale Spencer, editor of the Altamont Enterprise, which focuses on Albany County, New York. I'm talking to Alan Kolowitz, who chairs the Joint Village and Town Historic Preservation Commission. As newcomers move to Voorheesville in New Scotland, He hopes they will embrace their heritage, not as a matter of genetics, a love of place handed down through family, but rather like the love that ties a marriage together. Kolowitz himself was raised in Queens, the son of a fur worker and dental secretary, whose best subject was always history. Throughout his life, he has been a constant reader of history. He prefers academic work over popular history books in which the errors rankle him. He's been in the news lately because he put together a grant, which... um, netted an award of $10,000 for a cultural resource survey of the village of Worriesville and the hamlets of New Salem and New Scotland. And um, we certainly are going to talk about that, but I'd like to start a little bit back from there. If you could just tell us what the commission
1: is and how it came to be. OK, well, the commission, it's a uh, it's a it's a longer story than it may it may first appear. I, I've been active in the New Scotland Historical Association um, for for a, a long time. And I, I've been on the board since uh, 2009. And I've been doing the uh, um, arranging the, the programs for the uh, the Association um, for the last 10 years. Um, I, for a couple of years back, um, I realized that uh, John Shearer, the uh, municipal historian for um, Clifton Park, was a, a Voorheesville native, and it intrigued me that that. Uh, John was uh, involved with historic preservation in a, in, a, in a town in which there was a lot of development pressure. Um, so I thought he, he'd be a really good speaker to talk about growing up in Voorheesville and also talk about the challenges of uh, trying to preserve history, um, particularly historic structures in a, in a town like, like Clifton, Clifton Park. Um, so I contacted John. He was very willing to speak, and he said, Well, Um, I can do a presentation on our Historic Preservation Commission. I said, oh, that's that that's interesting. And uh, could you add a little bit about growing up in Voorheesville? He said, "Sure." Um, so he he did the program. He did an excellent program. There were a number of people that had gone to high school with him, and um, they showed up. But what was intriguing about that commission was was that um, they had been extremely successful uh, in, in Clifton Park, and they had done so through a lot of voluntary um, types of mechanisms, um, particularly a historic. Uh, preservation easement for properties um, that had been designated as as landmarks. This really intrigued uh, a number of people in in the New Scotland Historical Association, Um, so we, we decided See, this may be a good good approach for the uh, town of New Scotland and and the village of Voorheesville. do something jointly between these two municipalities because they're fairly um, they work fairly well together and they're fairly close. Um, and this voluntary approach um, will work here. Uh, because it wouldn't impinge on property owners, and it would be, be something that would be an easy lift from a, a political point of view in both the town and village. Um, so a number of us got together, in, including Chris Albright and Rich uh, Froelich. Um, you know, Chris is uh, Tim Albright's brother, is very knowledgeable about um uh, 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 a built environment within the town, which uh, grew up in Voorheesville. Um, we got together and we decided that, you know, if we're going to make this thing work, we needed a, a broader, uh, committee, um, to put this, this thing, uh, together. So we invited a number of stakeholders, people who had, were, who were contractors who had worked on historic buildings. Um, we asked Mark King to, uh, uh be involved and, uh, um, Cindy Elliot, I think it's Cindy Elliot, the, uh, local, um, surveyor, um, as well as a number of other people. And we got together and we we, uh, we drafted a, a proposed legislation. I, I did a lot of the drafting myself. I figured I'd, I would put the sweat equity into it because I really uh, thought this was a really good idea. So I drafted a, a a model law, and then we we started sort of promoting this with with the town and village. Um, that took a much longer time than it would appear, and there were many changes in that particular legislation. Um, but and working between. Municipalities—it's <laughs> not an easy thing to do, even when they get along. I was very lucky to have the assistance of uh, Sarita Winchell, who was involved with the historical association, but also on the on the village board and a real, really knowledgeable person as far as uh, as far as finances, uh, being being the school a financial officer for many years in, in Voorheesville, and with Dan Leining, a fairly younger um, town board member who is grew up in, in Kinderhook and a really intense interest in, in, in history. Um, so we, we finally got those laws passed and we established a joint commission between the, the village um, and, and the town. Uh, the members of that commission include myself as chair, sort of uh, I was one, I was, <laughs> I was a perpetrator of this. So of course I had to sit as, as chair, but uh, uh, Tim Albright, is on the commission, as well as Rich Froelich, uh, Gwen Spicer, who is a, a local conservator, professional conservator, and Andrea Lane, who uh, just retired from the State Museum, is an archaeologist. Um, Bob Parmenter, the um, town historian, is a uh, ex-officio member, as well as Dennis Sullivan, who's the village historian. So that's the the, the long history, or short history, I did a uh, lot of bumps in the road there. But, uh.
0: That was actually a pretty concise history. I know we've covered it as it went along, but it's nice to have it all laid out before us. If you could just exchange, explain for people that are not familiar with what an easement is, a preservation easement, how would that work? And are there any examples of people that have come forward already in either Voorheesville or New Scotland and use this mechanism?
1: Not yet, and I have to I have to say, the one thing that we couldn't write into the law was the the uh, historic preservation easement. That's something that we um, would be it would be difficult to do because it involved changes in the zoning laws as well for both the town and village. So. That's something that we are, are scheduled to have a report on on legislative changes um, to our existing historic preservation law um, in in February 2022 or thereabouts. And that's something we're, we're looking at. But, um, the, you know, go back to your original question. Um, it's it's sort of it, it sort of gives people a tax advantage if they agree um, to to do certain things the way it works in in. Um, in, in, in Clifton Park is that if you are on the list of um, landmark properties, if your properties on that list, you can accept uh, a tax benefit or, or a historic preservation easement if you agree to maintain the historic character of the exterior of your of your building, of your of your structure, um, it's it's to some extent, and I didn't want to use this term because uh, as soon as people hear um, h- historic preservation zoning, they think of requirements because they think of the City of uh, Cohoes and City of Albany. Um, but it's it's sort of like voluntary um, historic preservation and zo- zoning. Um, but you get it uh, you get a, you get an upfront tax advantage um, if you accept that that easement. Okay.
0: So I want to take a little side trip into your own life. You mentioned you put your sweat okay. equity into this. Just tell us about yourself, what your career is or was, and how how you became so passionate and interested in history.
1: Well, I... Um, I uh I, I was a political science major as an undergraduate, um, but I, I decided uh, in, after, after working um, jobs in, in pharmaceutical factories in Buffalo that I should go back to graduate school. And, and not being a completely practical person, I thought, gee, I really want study, to um, study history. Uh, so I went back and I, I got a, a master's degree at that SUNY Buffalo in sociology and history and then went on to um, a, a a Ph.D. program in northern Illinois. Um, I, I ended up dropping out of that program um, because because I was really sort of getting a little bit worried about uh, getting, a, getting a job. So I, I finished my coursework, but I, I never t- took my prelim so, uh, or wrote a, wrote a dissertation. But I, um, when I was out in Illinois, I noticed there was a, an advertisement for, for jobs at the, at the New York State Archives, which was a fairly new institution in 1979. Um, and there was a job for a, a field archivist working with uh, local governments. And um, I had some some background in working with local government records in Illinois. I I interned in the uh, Illinois Regional Archival Depository Program. And so I wrote and I I wrote to the the state archives and I said, you know, I I don't really qualify for this job. I don't have the the years of experience, but I did take a civil service exam. (laughs) I didn't didn't sleep at a a Holiday Inn, but I did take a civil service exam a couple of years ago. and they wrote back to me saying well we do have a number of other jobs um, that could be filled with the civil service you know to reactivate yourself and i was hired into the uh, local records division for the new york state archives in 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 uh, 1979 um, i worked in the uh, the archives um, for about 21 uh, 21 years and, and until about uh, 19 uh, 1999 I, mean, I was I guess I guess about 20 years um, and I wait. Helped, wait I'm uh, gonna
0: interrupt you again what did the work consist of what did you do with local okay. records well, I,
1: I had a number of jobs there I, I started out working with local governments on records records management I then moved into the more historical uh, oriented part of the archives and I worked with uh, with historic records uh, with a with a focus on court records uh, pre um 1847 court records, particularly the Court of Chancery. Um, for a while, I consider myself an expert on the Court of Chancery. I've forgotten most of the things that I've known since, what since then. What is the Court of Chancery? <laughs> what is that? Well, it, uh, way back in, in the day, in um, uh, before 1847, uh, common law, and equity were, were separate branches of, of the legal system and it was a, a specialized court that dealed with trusts um and and uh, uh, and, uh and, and and trusteeships and and divorces and, and things that didn't quite fit into the into the into the common law um and there was a separate uh uh Position that was fairly powerful in the state called the the, the chancellor, um, who sat on a number of other other boards as well as being the head of the court of chancery. Um, number of very famous people held that position. Uh, Livingston Robert uh, Livingston held that. Uh, um, James Kent, who was a, a legal scholar from the 19th century, so um, and and. Uh, Walworth, and I can't remember his first name, but his 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 office his court court office is part of the museum at the casino up in uh, in Saratoga. Anyway, um, <laughs> I moved from that into being uh, somebody involved in developing the uh, um, first electronic records program for the New York State Archives, um, and established the uh, and helped establish that with a woman by the name of Margaret Hedstrom, who was very well known in the archival profession. Um, my work there, uh, uh, I, I moved into IT and for the last uh, 10 years or so of my, um, my, my career with with, with with state government, I worked for the, uh, the Office of, for Technology where we established um, the Electronic Records and Signature Act and implemented that and then worked on a, a e- e-commerce uh, or e-government e- initiatives. And then um, later on, I, I worked in the information security area. Um, which was a very good um, career move, as you probably know. <laughs> um, I retired from uh, New York State government in 2010, and uh, a couple of years later, um, I started working f- um, for the uh, New York's uh, NISTEC, which is the New York State Technology Enterprise Corporation, which is not for profit um, consulting. Company that works mostly with public entities. It is a wonderful organization to work for. They're very good for their employees. Um, it's it's a wonderful environment. I have wonderful colleagues, and it's very it's been very hard for me to retire completely be be because because of uh, the fact that I love that work. Um, now back to history. I never lost my interest in history, I have continued to read in history, um, and I was asked to be a part of the board of the New Scotland Historical Association um, by, by Don Meacham, um, who used to be a counsel for, 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 for the village. Um, that was in uh, 2009, um, and I was asked to be on the, um, uh, the nomination committee um, for for the association in uh, 2010 or 11, um, and uh, I was we were trying to identify um, candidates, and uh, Peg Dorgan, who um, was a music teacher in, in in Voorheesville and very active within the association. You probably probably know her and know of her, being your kids went through the Voorheesville system. Uh, I do said, well, Alan, what about you? <laughs> I said. <laughs> Me. <laughs> I've just been on the board for a couple of years. Um, so uh, Peg gave me an offer I couldn't refuse. And I've been active in leadership positions in the association ever, ever since then. And uh, since about 2010, I've, I've done the uh, programs. Um, um, for the association we we didn't have a program schedule last year because of the uh the pandemic but uh before that and and going forward we will have have programs and it's uh, something i've enjoyed doing i um i I have a lot of contacts because of my work with the new york state archives and 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 locally and uh so uh i'm I'm pretty passionate about history um uh, interestingly um my, my history background is motion, mostly in social history, labor history, um, and um, I've always been a consumer of, of historic sites rather than somebody who's actually worked with them and been knowledgeable about architecture. Um, um, and uh, so that's, in fact, we uh, my wife and I went to Williamsburg for our, our, and, uh, and to Monticello for our, our uh, honeymoon, so... <laughs> really it. so does your oh, wife yeah, so. share this passion with you uh, she is interested um she's less she's she, she is uh, i think more visual visual and, and very interested in travel um and she i'm um, to some extent um even more so than me and people are sort of surprised by that but uh, yeah she's really passionate about travel and and interested in history to an extent um not <laughs> as much as as me she just looks at the stuff that I'm reading and, and says well how can you read that stuff <laughs> I find it very hard to reap uh, um, popular history I I, 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 I I catch things where, where people get things wrong. Um, so I, I read a lot of academic history, and it's hard to find a library. So I buy a lot of books, um, more so than I should at this stage when we're trying to, to downsize.
0: And I uh, see behind you a bookshelf. Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> so. yeah
1: that's, not, that's not what's in the attic. We have a <laughs> sort of wet basement, so I, I can't put stuff in the, in, in, in the basement.
0: Well, this is uh, Fascinating. I love the idea of a honeymoon at Williamsburg and Monticello. <laughs> I did see not seem that to us. <laughs> uh, but this, it just seems like a happy coincidence that you lived in New Scotland-Vorysville area and took sure. this on. Where did you grow up? Did you have a sense of history uh, well, of the place where
1: you grew up? You know, I, I didn't. Um, to some extent, uh, you know, I've... I, I, more inherited it from from my wife's family. I, I I grew up in and I, for a long time I, I wouldn't admit this to people, but I did grow up in Queens. And why uh, wouldn't you admit
0: so, that to people? Uh,
1: I don't know. Because, uh, <laughs> maybe it's my my experience at uh, at SUNY being up. That's where my wife and I met um, at University of Buffalo. I, uh, SUNY Binghamton. Actually. Oh, Binghamton. I see. Okay. Binghamton. I always thought State University was was great because it's where uh, downstate meets upstate, and sometimes they get together and they marry. <laughs> but my wife's my wife's family is is embedded in in, in Chautauqua County. Part of her, um, you know, part of her family has has been in the county since probably uh, 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 European settlement days. Um, and her family is very well known in, in, in that area of Northern Chautauqua County. And uh, um, they've been very welcoming. I, I play the bagpipe at the, uh, at the family reunion, um, which has become a, <laughs> a major part of the uh, part of the reunion. And uh, I've been part of that family for, for going on 50 years and I uh, feel very close to them.
0: So how bagpipe, how did you come into doing that?
1: <laughs> well, um, both of my my daughters um, took up their took up instruments, um, something a little more uh, pedestrian than the backpipe. Uh, my younger daughter was a clarinetist, and my older daughter was a, a flutist or flautist. Um, and when they went to college they all their a lot of their friends were were involved in the band and i thought it was that was so great to have a you know a camaraderie around music and i one of the things on my bucket list was playing an instrument um and i love the fiddle um traditional fiddle um but i thought it would uh, it would be to be able to play the fiddle well enough to play in a, in a group would be very difficult. Well, <laughs> stupid me, I thought, well, I take up the bagpipe and maybe, maybe in a couple of years, I'd be able to <laughs> play it effectively. I've, 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 uh, I'm, I'm still a learner after, after working on the bagpipe for, for 20 years, but I, I did play in the, uh, the uh, city of Albany pipe band for, for a while. Um it was marginal. Um, but as I said, I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in music and uh, a, a serious, if not a very good piper. So I want
0: to just briefly go back to Queens. What was your family okay. like go, growing up there? What did your parents do? I'm still trying to see where this yeah. passion my, my father was
1: came a, from. My, my, yeah, my, my father was a uh, was a high school dropout and then went to trade school and um, he worked uh, behind a, a sewing machine. He was a, a fur worker. Uh, my mom was a dental secretary. Um, and I was interested in history, not necessarily a history of, 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 of Queens. Um, it was always my best, my best, my best subject. Um, and uh, strangely, um, for me, Queens was sort of the small town that I needed to get out of. Um, and as soon as I finished college, the first thing I did is move to Buffalo um, for, for opportunity, <laughs> which, <laughs> which uh, at the time Buffalo was experienced uh, you know, a lot of economic issues. But my my uh, my wife to be was a uh, was going to Buff State, and uh, that was a, a good move from a emotional and personal point of view.
0: I love Buffalo. I'm a Buffalonian.
1: <laughs> Are you? Are you? Okay. I thought you were from the North Country, but- oh Well, (laughs) I
0: spent time there too, but was born in Buffalo. But so this sense of place that you've developed around New Scotland and Voorheesville in your adult life, just tell us a little now about going forward, what it is you hope to accomplish with both this new law and specifically this grant. Um, Just tell us a little uh, about that.
1: Yes, well, you know you can't preserve what you what what you don't don't know, and uh, we've uh, worked hard on on the commission to put together an inventory of of potential his, his historic his historic sites, uh, or historic uh, structures, um, not all of which are historic, and we've uh, written a, a sort of standard um, to go by where, where age is one thing, but a uh, sort of architectural features um, what these what structures may represent as far as the history. And we did a lot of work on this, this inventory. I, 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 Gwen Spicer did an amazing amount of work. Um, I, I, I can't take a lot of credit for what's been done, but she went through a lot of the, uh, uh, the, the, um, the publications that are out there, and we put that, and we hit a we hit a roadblock. We 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 only could find out things where where about structures where things were, were published. Um, we we could find out the age from um, the assessor's roles, but uh, more or less. But we didn't know a lot about these structures, and we didn't know a lot about what was in. Um, what was what was in the town? Um, we knew that there were grants to do um, these cultural resources surveys, and we were we were told that um, the grants work on two-year cycles. And at the time was just before the pandemic hit. Um, we the state was facing some some uh, economic crises, and we thought the money would not be available. So we thought we really if we if we if we want to um, utilize this grant to, uh, to 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 beef up our 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 inventory of potential sites and to discover things we didn't know. This was the time to uh, to put the grant uh, grant in. We assumed that we could write a grant um, to do the entire town. And we were quickly disabused of this, the uh, the Preservation League of New York does not provide grants for entire towns. Um, it would be astronomical to be able to do that. So we slowly, slowly tried to focus in um, on a parts of the town where we thought that um, this would be most useful. And we thought the northern, the northwestern part of the town, which was under development pressure, that would be the place to, to focus. Well, even that was a, a bit larger. So we had to develop a a, a focus for this that was fundable and doable, but also would meet our goals of trying to identify potential structures in the area of the town where, where those structures may be endangered and where we had to collect knowledge. It. And we also had to make sure that the grant covered both the town and the village. Well, um, the village of you know, has a very good sense of itself with, with, with the with the railroad um, um, as a railroad town and, 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 and a community that has a, a sense of itself. And Voorheesville was a natural um, focus um, because of an interest in, in, in the village in, in perhaps setting up a historic district. Um, New Scotland. Um, was also part of that that complex uh, that that was tied to the railroad, and New Salem was also a gateway to the the Helderberg and and Helderbergs and and to the um, to that as a, a vacation spot during the 19th century. Um, it was important also to get the hamlets in because I think they're they're underappreciated. Uh, I particularly think that. That New Salem is underappreciated. There, there, are a lot of buildings that that you look at that that uh, that that Hamlet, and you can see, you know, that this this was a this was a place that that had history that we don't know a, a lot about. Um, and, and so getting those three hamlets together with the, with, with the village, tying it uh, to, a, to a context of, of railroad development and late 19th century develop, economic development in that, in, that, in that area of the town, which was, was essentially underdeveloped um, in the early, early 19th century. And then also tying it to recreation in the past, but also the rail trail. Which is a, a vehicle for development and recreation for 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 the present and, and for the future seemed to be a natural way of holding holding this together. Um, it was something that other um, other other grants had not. Done obviously in, in the past, and we, we, we had some pushback from an original consultant that we were talking with because it seemed something new to her. It, of course, it it went into my frame as a as a social somebody who studies social history because it all hung, hung together. Um, but whether it hung together from an architectural and, and structural point of view, um, it, that's unclear. But I think I think it does to some extent because of the the time periods that these uh, communities developed. Um, so we, we put that grant together. I you know I had some uh, help from from particularly uh, Chris Albright was very good with maps. It's a you know encyclopedia history of maps of the area. Uh, Gwen Spicer helped out, and I and then I had some editorial help from from Andrew Lane. We we put our 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 grant together. Um, we, we contacted a uh, a consultant who was willing to, to work with us and we we got it in it was a lot of work um, getting the approval of both the uh the town and the village was a lot of back and back and back and forth and a lot of ex- explaining to do <laughs> i think i might have you know sometimes my temp my my my, my sorry I, i'm not i don't have much of a temper but sometimes it it was frustrating the deal between between the t- the two municipalities. Um, of course, I knew this stuff, and they didn't, and uh, everything had to be, be be explained. But as I said, I had a lot of help from Sarita and uh, and Dan Leinig, and uh, we, we got it we got it through, and, uh, and now we have the grant. Now the work really begins.
0: <laughs> so tell us about that work. Tell us about. What's going to happen going forward? And also, if you want to mention, I think you said there's some more funds that you need to raise, how people would contribute if they, if they want to
1: do that. Yes, I, I just, uh, we were about a 14, uh, the, 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 the village and the, and, the, and the town each contributed about $2,000. NYSHA has contributed $2,000. We're about 1400 short. I just submitted a, a grant to the Voorheesville Community and School Foundation. Um, and Janice uh, Schilling Law, as I've worked with her, and she's been wonderful um, to work with. And uh, we're hoping that we will get a thousand from a mini grant from from the foundation, and we'll do some uh, some fundraising, probably for, through the uh, the New Scotland Historical Association because they have the ability to uh, collect donations. Um, so the, the, I think the lift for the ad- additional monies will not be that difficult. Um, we we uh, the village has. Which is the lead agency on this has signed a, a contract with the Preservation League of New York. Um, we have not yet signed a contract with the um, with the uh, with the consultant. Um, we have to work out um, the statement of work, and I th- I think the payment schedule. I I think that we have some. Some uh, issues we need to discuss concerning the draft agreement. But once that's signed, then the money will be released um, by the um, Preservation League, and then we can start the uh, start 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 the uh, um, the project. So, uh, tell us
0: what the project will consist of.
1: Okay. Well, it will consist of um, looking at structures. Well, um, because of, because of the requirements of 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 the Federal national register requirements. They'll be looking at, at uh, structures that are over 50 years old. However, track housing and and housing that was developed around, you know, mid century could be could be reviewed in a, in a in a in a in a broad brush way. Um, so we'll be looking at older structures. Um, for for these structures, there'll be um, information collected on on a, on a data sheet and photographic information. Um, where where possible background information will be be include, uh, included um, and this information will be uh, done done through with mapping um as as and and fo- photography as well as an actual review of structures by by the uh the project team a project team um from from the information we've gotten from our consultant Hartkin and associates will be a a very noted um architectural historian uh, walter wheeler wally wheeler who's well known in the area um but also some people with expertise in in geographic information systems and mapping um and, uh, and other 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 backgrounds um, um and they will they will do this 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 review. The information will be when it's when it's done will be uploaded into the, the state uh, cultural resources information system. Uh, a very important piece of this is because we're dealing with a large number of structures. Uh, at least probably 300 will be looked at in in some detail. Is the is the overview, which will discuss the significance of these structures to the history of the town. And and the and the village or the uh, the two hamlets and and, and the village. So the, the 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 overview pieces will be very critical on its importance. Um, the other things that will will occur is is that there'll be recommendations for structures that would qualify um, for the national or state register, um, and areas that would qualify perhaps as a as a historic district. So this is only a first stage in, in establishing uh, historic districts or, or, or getting getting individual structures on, on the national national or state register.
0: What an exciting
1: first stage! Yeah, it's, it, it will be it will be very exciting. Be, uh, I'll have to be working with the, with, with the consultant, and uh, I'll be the uh, the contact person, which means. Uh, I will have to communicate like my life depends upon it, which I've been doing now, trying to coordinate between the the town, the village, um, the the preservation league, and and soon the the con- consultant. Um, so that will be a lot of. A lot of work, but ho- but hopefully the, the product will be very useful, be useful to the commission. I think it, it works into um, the uh, the goals of, of the master plans of both the uh, village and, and town, both of which uh, look upon uh, preserving historic character and historic preservation as an important piece of quality of life. Um, and. Uh, both of them anticipated a a an inventory or, or survey of this type um, so that all this is you know all this is coming together um, I'd be remiss if I didn't say that I, I think a, a lot of this historic preservation activity dovetails very well with the open spaces movement which has been uh, um, very very active and has done some great things uh, within the town with the preservation of Picard um, Picard Grove, and with the with the Melon um, Bender Melon property, which is is something that I've been uh, very happy to happy to see. And uh, I think I mentioned to you in our when we talked before that there I think there are some structures that are that are left on the Bender Melon, um, and I'm going to make sure that the uh, and I think someone knows about that and takes a look at them. I'm not sure what state they're in. Um, they actually, the Bender Mellon House was on that property for many years, and then it it was it was purchased and moved, um, which at the time was probably the best approach to preserving it because it would it would have just deteriorated further. It's, I think it's been re um, put together in some property, and I don't know exactly where that is.
0: Yes, well, it certainly comes at a very important time. We just had a story this week on the census. You know, every 10 years, the federal census. And of all the municipalities in Albany County, the one with the highest percentage of growth is New Scotland. So with this kind of development pressure right now to also have a force that's looking to record and preserve the history and, as you say, also the open space um, movement working along with that, it just it seems like the right time.
1: I think so, too. And that's why you know, it's, 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 a, it's an irony that, that people move to New Scotland because it's a beautiful town, um it has the attributes uh, of, a, of a small town Voorheesville does with being fairly close to to albany but of course as development pressure builds it that that could that could erode the things that people love about this place uh, the things that i love about this place um and so it's 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 important and i think there's a lot of support um particularly in the the, the northern part of the town in the Voorheesville area um for what uh, Mark King and his out, and, and the, uh, the, Huts, the Mohawk Huts and the Land Conservancy is doing, and I think for what we're we're trying to do,
0: and I think it's also um, important that this you mentioned will be uploaded to the state website where people can see it, because it strikes me as you're talking, you were saying that Voorheesville has such a strong sense of itself as a railroad town, and I wonder how much has to do with Dennis Sullivan's book. That's got that in its title and kind yeah, of documented for people. <laughs> that here's your town and here's what it's about. Yeah. So having yeah. this accessible, this information where people, because yeah. um, I lived in that hamlet, my children, I raised them there in New Salem, oh. and delving into the history there was fascinating. It, it predated the railroad history just because oh, yeah, of the
1: Pratt family and the. Uh, yeah, yeah um,
0: and just being aware of structures that you live in and look at every day, understanding when they were built and what they were about, I think you're going to just increase everybody's view
1: of where they live. Yeah, and that's that's important. I uh, you know you inherit. Um, I I I I work with a lot of people who have uh, multi generations in the town, and they have a really strong feeling for it, um, and I do too. And it's you inherit the history of where you live, um, and uh, it, it's 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 uh, and it's particularly when you get involved in your community. You inherit that history; becomes part of your history, even though you might not be raised here. And that that really struck me recently. I took uh, uh, Dennis uh, Julian's tour of Voorheesville, um, uh, sponsored by the Voorheesville Library, and that's that was very different than than Dennis Sullivan's. Um, but uh, Dennis's uh, you know, uh, uh, Italian background and the uh, uh, Italian uh, immigrant community that came to Voorheesville, this was not their community when they first got here. But now the Ulians, the Torques, the Rickies, that, that you can't get more of Voorheesville than that. <laughs> and uh, you, know, you yeah. grow into a community and the community grows in, in, into you. And that was, was very Lightning um, to me, and, and, and it's sort of something I have to say because there'll be there'll be demographic changes um, with a lot of new people um, moving into this town, and um, I'm hoping they embrace that history as theirs, even though they might not be tied to it. It uh, genetically they'll be tied to it by marriage. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's great. Well, what a wonderful thought to end on. We've, our time has flown by. Do you have any other closing thoughts?
1: Uh, yeah, I have one story. Um, uh, I don't know if you remember the Severson House. Yes. Um, it was the, one of the oldest houses in Borensville. In, in it was an a, 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 a icon. Um, here, here in Voorheesville, um, and uh, it was purchased by a developer, and they were going to build uh, a fairly expensive senior housing, which we we do need. Um, but I remember going to the meeting uh, to discuss it, and everybody at the meeting bemoaned the fact that that structure was going to be destroyed, um, and it was referred to by the developer as a as a as a knockdown, which I think is, I the last time I heard that was in 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 regard to. Uh, Picard the Picard house and i also heard that referred to and Smith's tavern so it's a sort of fighting words for me but um that was mentioned but nobody could do anything about it and that also was one of the inspirations for for me to develop a a a, a, a historic preservation commission within our communities that we have a center for uh, focusing public opinion um, for the pre- pre- preservation of our our heritage so Sorry if that's a little bit darker. <laughs> anyway, no, I think it. that's <laughs> a
0: really important point to end with. This idea that you can shine a light and the public oh. can see it and have a place to rally around it. I think that's that's a great ending. <laughs> thank you yeah, so thank much.
1: You. <laughs> well thank you. and thank you thank you for inviting me. This has been really great. <laughs>